What do you love to do? Can you remember the last time you had a hobby that didn't involve an ulterior motive? That didn't involve money or hustle culture and that made you feel maybe a little bit vulnerable and afraid to be judged? I want to hear about that story. We all have something that gives us passion and it's my goal to re-inspire you to find the joy in your life by talking with other people about the things that make them happiest. I'm Megan Bream. This is Anything But Beige. Let's go. Hi, I'm Beth Nydick, and I love puppies. Welcome to the show. I've been talking puppies with Beth, Beth Nydick, <laughs> but we are also going to talk about other things besides puppies, but let me give you a quick run over. Beth Nydick is a speaker, author, and a magnetic business mentor, and I can totally attest to that. She's a big believer in the power of potential to catapult your business forward. She shows her clients how to strategically prepare their businesses to use collaboration to establish instant credibility and get their life-changing messages in front of massive audiences. Through her mantra of making potential possible, she co-authored top-selling clean cocktails, righteous recipes for the modern mixologist, and has been featured in Oprah, Parade, Forbes, Inc., Nylon Magazine, Tory Burch, Better Homes and Gardens, plus appearances on Dr. Oz Show, The Chew, The Tonight Show, Beth has a sixth sense for business and strategy. It all comes down to building powerful and long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. You are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who wrote that? I sound pretty cool. You sound fucking fantastic. (laughs) And I think you are the perfect person to come and tell people how to stop being afraid of money. So... Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God. I'm so excited to speak with you. I, we, yeah, we're in one of those little boxer groups together and it's, it's, I, I do find a difference between, you know, actually speaking face to face or zoom to zoom or, you know, typing with each other. So I'm so excited to actually see your heart and not just your characters. <laughs> <laughs> the, the content behind my character, right? Mm-hmm. The characters. So I covered a lot with your bio, but I want to talk about your origin story. And I want to talk about how you have just catapulted your life into this amazing, um, just clusterfuck of awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of this is going to be about a mind shift, a mindset shift, I should say. Would you, um, would you think that, was that a catapult for you? It was a mind, it was a focus, clarity, and the mindset, I think more than anything else. Okay, so let's, let's dive into that. So tell me, give me the origin background of this. I'm a middle child. That, sh- that should be enough. Like, <laughs> no, I'm a middle child, and I really grew up with two entrepreneurial parents. My parents owned, own, still own several car washes and a travel business, um, and I watched my dad we went on vacation to Israel for my bat mitzvah. And a year later, my dad had the top uh, religious travel company to Israel. He had an idea. He saw a place in the marketplace for it. He found a niche and he made it happen. And I was a part of it and I got to watch it. That was really where I started being in action. But to be completely honest, like I was selling stickers in third grade on the playground. Like I was that. I, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but we used to sell these barrettes that were braided with a ribbon 
Like that was very big in the early 80s when I was in elementary school. Um, and that's, I sold stickers and barrettes. I, re I remember making, this is so funny. I haven't talked about this at all on podcasts. I remember make, taking slides. Do you know what a, I don't know, do you know what a slide is? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Those slide things. Make, and using decoupage and creating a pin and then taking it to accessory stores around my town to see if someone would buy it. So I've always been like that kid, that person, but until I had like the clarity and the focus of what I wanted to accomplish, did it, it really make a difference for me? And it really, the, the, the thing that catapults all of that is opening up my mouth and asking for what I want. That's, an, just, there's so many things in my head and I, <laughs> I love all of that. One, um, I absolutely remember those barrettes, by the way, and <laughs> you remind me so much of a book I read as a kid called um, Money Smart Kids and Parents Too. And it was about just learning how to be good about money, right? But also more about just like having confidence and having this ability to just understand um, that you got to you got to shoot your shot, right? <laughs> but you got to do it in a smart way. And I want to hear more about this being open and having clarity about this. So when did you start this to decide that it, consciously or subconsciously that this was hindering your progress and that you're going to have to make some changes? Um, you know, I really, I, so I started Blue Barn Kitchen in 2009. So I've been an online entrepreneur for, for a very long time, um, which is like, I really think about it. Like, it's a really long time. Um, and, and I was doing counseling and detoxes and cleanses, but I was never like pushing that needle. Um, so I had did, done a, some, a winter detox program and I had the webinar all set up, you know, you're waiting for everyone to come. And I sent out the emails and the messages and I was excited. And guess what? Nobody signed up. Nobody showed up, not like not even my mom showed up to listen to me, but I was a big Gary V listener at that point. So I did it anyway and I got through the whole thing and I was like, okay, so let's figure out why no one showed up. And I figured what I figured out after, you know, talking to some friends, hiring a coach, I was like, oh, I have no clarity. So my people don't understand my message. And that was really the change. Like if you want people to understand what you're talking about, you need to be clear. And for me, you really really need to be speaking to one person. You know, everyone talks about their avatar and their ideal client. And when I work with my, with my clients, I'm like, okay, what kind of underwear does she wear? Does she change her socks before she goes to sleep? Like, I want you to know her or him as well as you know yourself. And that's when you can really have that complete clarity and fresh view on what you're trying to accomplish. Makes sense. And I think that you know, for people who aren't entrepreneurial, because this isn't a business podcast. So. so the people who aren't entrepreneurial, I think that they dismiss that kind of training because they think like, I, I'm not trying to launch a business. I'm not trying to, I don't know, run my own game or whatever, but it, they're missing such a huge opportunity. Do you agree? I totally agree. But you can take that down to growing a garden. Right. Right. What's your, what's your intent? So you want to grow vegetables and fruits and herbs, like everything needs to be grown differently. So what's your intent for ear them and having that clear plan 
you know, I'm, so I have two teenage boys. They're both in high school. Like I need to, I needed to have a clear plan of how I was going to night train them, potty train them, get them to eat, you know, all that stuff. It's, you need to have a clear path. So whatever you're trying to accomplish, it could even be getting laundry done every day. Having a clear path and a clear plan really helps you reach those goals. That makes so much sense. And I think that it, it, people that I have known just kind of let themselves be overwhelmed by things that don't need to be overwhelmed by. And so just creating this plan of whatever it is, like you said, gardening, laundry, you know, potty training kids, as long as you're able to just say like, here are steps I am going to take to understand if I'm making progress or not is huge. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Like a recipe. Yeah. You don't follow the recipe. The brownies are not going to be very good. So let's talk, let's talk about moolah. Let's talk about money mm-hmm. and the getting the fuck over stigmas about money. Because I think that so many people are afraid. I, I don't even know I'm afraid of earning money. They're just afraid of money. And you know, what have you seen in your life that has been clients you've worked with or whatever, like, what have you seen that has just been a stupid fucking belief about money? That you need to struggle to make money. That's a huge one for many, from, for many people, for entrepreneurs, for everybody. The, the idea that it's hard to make money, that there's no money out there that, you know, I'm not going to get a raise this year because there's no money. Or I'm not going to be able to buy this because there's no money. And even right now in the pandemic, like, I don't know if I want to spend money because of what might happen, or I don't think that I'm able to earn what I want because people aren't buying. So it's that idea of what other people are doing. I think that's what affects your own money story to begin with. Like a keeping up with the Joneses or <laughs> Kardashians, I guess. If that's-, that's a whole nother story. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it's, but it's like people talk about manifesting. You manifest a job, a thing, a money, but people repel money because they don't think they deserve it. They think it's too hard to get. Everyone else has it. I'm never going to have it. You know, it's really, it's those things you tell yourself around it that keep it away. Energetically or not energetically. You're not putting yourself in the right frame of mind. You're not putting yourself, what I really believe, you're not putting yourself in the position to be able to make that kind of money or garner that kind of money or ask for that raise or whatever you're trying to accomplish. Um, it's a, it's really what you're, the story you're telling yourself. So how do you change that story? Well, first you have to want to. Mm. And I don't mean like I want money. Like you have to really change the, the, how you feel about it. You have to change your thought process around it. Like if you're like everyone else makes money and I don't, you're, you're never going to get there because you're never going to take that step or the steps that it will take for you to earn that. Those will never happen because you're still behind it. So letting go of that belief and believing you deserve it, I can make it, it's not going to be hard. Like figuring out what your block is around that really helps open yourself up to then take the steps to make the money. Because it's not like you're going to be like, okay, I deserve it. Universe, give me money. Like that's not going to happen. But I deserve it. And then I'm also deserving taking these steps to making the money. That's the difference. And I think it is so comfortable to just say, I don't, I'm, I'm just not the person who makes money because then you're just in the self-defeating, like, I don't have to try because I'm not that person. 
and I'm not that person, so I'm not going to try. And it's so comfortable to just be in this little bubble of um, negative self-fulfilling prophecy. A hundred percent. And I grew up um, lucky enough to, that I didn't, I, you know, I always had to work, um, but I, my parents provided for what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was out on my own, it was a lot. Of, I always had this process like it, it, another hundred dollars is always going to come. You know, as I got older, it was like another thousand dollars is always going to come. Yes, you make that jump at a certain place. Um, but I do like I have de- definitely gotten to that position when I was in my nutrition business, thinking that I didn't I didn't know enough to make the real money. So I kept myself small. I kept myself from doing those things until I and actually until I had a, a a coach say to me, "Why do you think it's hard? Why do you think Why do you think you need to struggle to make money?" And I was like, "Well, it's hard." He's and she was like, "Who told you that?" It's not hard. If you take the right steps and you're in service to people and there's a win-win relationship when you are selling a product or a service or, you know, whatever you're doing, that's, it takes everything away from it. But the stigma around not talking about money, I think feeds into that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Especially women. I think like we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be polite. We're not supposed to talk about money or things that are uncomfortable for other people or I, it's I think it even goes back to we weren't allowed to. Yes. So a hundred years ago, right? Were we allowed to earn real money? Maybe a little more than a hundred now, but still in the 1920s, I think we could earn money. But 50 years late, you know, in the late 1800s, we weren't allowed to earn money. Well, oh, shit. I mean, you know. What, in the 70s, we weren't allowed to have our own credit Around cards? The world. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I... There's so many things that I feel like women just uh, have to overcome. And it's, you, you have to overcome this fear of being impolite, especially with money and especially with asking for money or thinking that you deserve more money. And I've been at that before. It sucks. It sucks to just <laughs> step out and be like, okay, I'm going to try to be better. And those first couple of steps are rough right like they are rough steps to say i am going to let myself open up and try this like give this a shot you know what i mean oh 100 percent. i can't tell you how many times my clients or my friends or you know if i'm in business groups they tell you know we say how much we're charging for things and we're always counting other people's money as our own so my friends know, like, if you're going to tell me how much you're charging, you better have upped it at least a hundred couple dollars before you get to me, because I'm going to be charging. I'm going to be telling you, you know, because we're not charging our worth at all. You know, I, I had a client that um, I've been working with her for a very long time. Now she was charging 50 bucks an hour and she's a coach. I was like 50 bucks an hour. Wow. I was like, I said, yeah, she's like, my client made this much money and they changed this bit. I'm like, so your clients are making 70,000 times what you're charging? Like, where's your worth in that? And it was really tied to how she felt about herself. She had huge imposter syndrome issues going on for her. Um, and that's where she was comfortable. And until we switched her mindset and, and we could, what I did, what I did for actually was I got a couple of her clients to write testimonials for her um, and to do little videos for her. And after like, like literally the ninth, client telling her how amazing she is and how she and her clients then telling her how much she doesn't how much more she should be charging and how her charging wasn't enough 
then she got it. But she needed like literally a slap in the face by her clients being like, I'm going to still work with you for a year. Like she's like a year thing. I was going to work with you for a year, but you can't charge me 50 bucks. So her clients are pleading with her to charge more money. And it, it still took a little time, but she finally made that switch and was like, oh, I'm worth a lot more than this. And she let go of the imposter syndrome and now she's doing great. But it was all around a money story that she was told when she was younger because she never grew up with any money. Oh, interesting. So I, think, I think you really need to stop and connect where your money story or the origin money story to seeing how you're producing it now. And I think this is a bit of a segue, but talking about stories and confidence, I want to talk about your background in publicity. And the, uh, I think that like money, publicity is something that just seems kind of in the ether of like, I'll never, I'll never get on this show. I would never, why would I even try or why would I even, and a lot of the listeners to this are people who are pursuing their, their passions of whatever hobby they have and thinking that like this, this will never get to the next level or I would never bother to ask for publicity or any kind. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Would you be interested in telling people how to stop fucking hurting themselves and get out and be in the press and in the world? At the end of every month, I'm planning to do a Q&A special, answering all of your questions, either about what we just talked about or anything in between. I'm happy to hear back from you and help you out if I can. If you could do me a favor and go to thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan, you can leave your comment or your question. I'll be able to answer it on the next Q&A episode. Again, the address is thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan. Askmegan is all one word. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, the first step is to stop thinking why me and start thinking why not me. That's the first. And when I work with my clients, we do a whole exercise on why not me and what things you bring to the table because everyone brings something special to the table. You know, I always talk about people's genius. Everyone has at least three things to share with the world that's their unique view that can help one person. So if you need to bring it that small, if you can do something and be bigger and then help one person, isn't that worth it? And that we're, and you know what? That one person could be you. It doesn't need to necessarily be somebody else. But if you can see beyond yourself and think about the why not, the why not me, like you're, you have a special skill, doesn't, there's two ways. Doesn't the world deserve to see it? And ha- what disservice you are doing to the, your community by not sharing your genius and not sharing those things that you have. Like you have like a special garlic hack. You know what? I want to hear about it. You can, I can't grow shit. Like seriously, black them black them. But you know what? If you can tell me two, three things to do that I can grow my rosemary better, I need, I need you to hear it. I need you to tell me that. And publicity is a way to get that out. Now, people are nervous about getting publicity because they think that they are asking for something. Producers, editors, writers, bloggers, bloggers, guess what they all need? Content. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you fulfilling that content is actually helping them. So if you change that point of view, so why not? I have something special to say and they need me to say it for them to fulfill their job. It takes a lot of that 
worry and I'm not good enough and all that stuff away because you're really just helping another person. And by helping another person, you're getting your message out into the world. And then guess what? You're going to help a lot of other people. But it's getting past that first block. So what my first steps with people is be in your church or synagogue newsletter. Be in your local paper. Be in your church, like be in your Jewish newspaper. Be in your not Jewish newspaper. Like be in something. It doesn't need, being on, being publicity does not mean you need to be on TV. It doesn't mean you need to be in Home and Garden Magazine. It means you need to come on a podcast. You need to be on a blog. You need to be on a vlog. You need to be in, you know, your grandmother's, <laughs> you know, senior citizen housing bulletin board. Because if one other person sees it, that's publicity. I think you're right. I think that overall in publicity media machine out there makes people nervous, but there's so much more to publicity than being on Good Morning America. And I think that you're so right with the, it's not about Good Morning America. It's about having the ability to change one person's life. And so social media, I mean, just get on get on Instagram reels because it's new and it's shiny and Instagram wants to promote it. So utilize what you've got. Right. And a hundred percent utilize yeah. what you have and you have something special to get out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. There's not one person in this world that doesn't have something to share. So what's your one thing to share and then start, just start sharing it. You know, people talk all the time about viral videos. <laughs> Most of the time people aren't, trying to make a viral video. If you're hitting a chord with somebody's soul, that's how it goes viral. So put out your reel with your dog playing, I don't know, hip hop, I don't know, something. <laughs> but it's just, it's just trying and being in action because even if you try and fail, you still learn so much. And within that failing, you're still teaching yourself something, you're teaching your family something, but something will come out of it. And what's one other person seeing your message, that's still publicity. That's so, I completely agree. And I love that. I love the thought of just like, stop giving yourself this unnecessary anxiety over what you think it's supposed to be and use what it is. Well, that's my least favorite word. I should, I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to, all that stuff. Like all that stuff are words to hurt us. They're not words to help us. So let's talk about taking it to the next step. I've got a couple viral videos or I've done a couple of podcasts and life's going good, but now I want to create a system about this. I really want to show everybody this amazing garlic hack I have because <laughs> you all suck with your garlic. You need to know about this garlic thing. So what is the professional route next? I assume like resume or media kit or things like that. What are it depends what you're going for. So okay. if we're starting out, like it's literally find your Facebook town's Facebook group and do a live video or record, do a video. And if that makes you nervous, do a post get and respond to everyone that responded to that post. That post is publicity. If you're, if you're a little bit more adventurous, you know, do a Facebook live. If you do a collaboration with a friend, like if you need to be on, if it needs to start with social media, Start there. Okay. Start in picking five groups or five pages that you want to appear on. You either want to make a post on, you want to do a video, you want to do a live, you want to do whatever it is. Pick five things that you want to be on. Find five people that can help you get there. Because I really believe that you owe everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. 
Like when I was, when we were writing the cookbook, I put out on my social media, who knows a book agent? I then spoke to six book agents from people who, who connected me, whom I've never met. So not friends of mine, people that I might have seen at Trader Joe's, you know, but not people I knew. And they put me in touch with other people. Like people want to help people. So putting it out there, people want to support you. So, but if it's, you know, it's TV, magazines, podcasts, like make a list of five and then find those people that are the, the gatekeepers. Like the, people want to be on your podcast. Let's, let's take you, for example. You want to be on Megan's podcast. You go to Megan's Facebook page. You see who you and Megan are friends with. If, you, if you're friends with me, you're like, hey, Beth, set me up with Megan. Guess what? And next day you'll be set up with Megan. Like that's the way it works. So find that in every aspect of your life of what you're trying to accomplish. Find somebody that can help you. If you don't know anybody, start commenting on that page. Start commenting on everything that they, that they do. And I, and I mean like, not hi, how you doing? Oh, I love dogs too. Like make, there's gotta be something that you can make a connection and start from that point. And dogs are really easy. Really, really easy. There's, I'll give you one hack. You want to be in ABC magazine, read the letter to the editor or the, you know, the letter from the editor in that magazine. You'll see what's going on in that temp, the temperature of that publisher, what they're working on. Maybe they'll talk about their dog. Maybe they'll talk about what's coming up, but you'll see if, how, what your messages can fit into what they're doing and then start commenting, you know, and, and then, and then, you know, like when I do from my, with my clients, we, we set up your business to make sure that the, that the publicity could work for you making sure your business is ready for the publicity and then working to get the publicity is all about making connection. Um, but having a clear statement and really standing for something. So if I'm working in the cocktail realm, I'm, I'm standing for you not drinking chemicals and sugars and all that crap. That's going to make you feel sick. I'm standing for you to have whole natural foods in your drinks and enjoying them. There's a big difference. That's interesting. Could you talk more about that? Which part? Um, the cocktail. I love talking about cocktails. <laughs> I, I can absolutely. Let's talk about cocktails. Let's have some. Well, it's, we're recording this at eleven a.m. our time, so maybe, yeah. maybe <laughs> like one o'clock for cocktails. Okay. Okay. Um, let, talking about standing for something. Yeah, you need. So if you have clarity in your path and clarity in your message, there's something you're trying to accomplish, but you have you're to stand behind it. So I'll tell you a little bit of my why. So I was on Doctor Oz a few years ago. I had talked with. I had a coach back then, a blogging coach. I had um, my website people. Nobody mentioned to me, make sure your pop-up works. Make sure your email capture works. It was actually, it was more than, it was like five years ago. Um, so I had thousands and thousands of people go to my website and I captured zero emails. Exactly. Like you want to stab yourself. Oh my God. So that's so really... I know it hurts me to say, I've been saying it a lot lately, so it's getting better, but it still hurts. Um, so that's where my why comes from, because I don't want anybody else to make that mistake. I want your business to really be set up so that you can get your message out and stand for something because ever, because if you want to be a thought leader, if you want people to, to acknowledge your, what you're doing or, or follow what you're doing or buy into what you're doing, it needs to have a clear message and you need to stand for one thing. You know, so in publicity, I stand for you having your business prepared to get out into the world, for you to be recognized as that thought leader. And that's all I stand for. I love that. I, I think it's so 
this is cliche, but like, it's so elegant in its <laughs> simplicity. It's just like, and I don't mean simplicity in a negative way. It's, yeah. it's so it, brilliant. I mean, you know, it just is, it's just brilliant. Well, if you think about it, you know, like, um, think about your favorite, what's your favorite brand and what do they stand for? You know, Nike stands for what? You know, there's, there's, everyone knows the swoosh. They stand for excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like looking around my desk. method cleaning i like that method cleaning um goes cleaning products they stand for clean no chemical products that's what they stand for so what do you stand for it's big and figuring that out is part of your message and then that message then goes out to the world and then you help people and then it makes you know it makes a movement um that you can really then sharing your genius everywhere makes a lot of sense if you're just going to come on and talk about like well i like garlic no I, I have a garlic hack and this is why it makes your life better. That's what you're standing for. So how do you go big? You have to step into it. You, I, you know, I have, there's this quote that I wish I could find the origin of the quote. I was listening to a, a guy, in one of my groups and he, one of his videos and he, he quoted an, an author from, you know, 200 years ago, but I can't remember what it, I, I wish I could find it. But this is what I got from it. Courage is taking your talents through the fear and into the light. Love that. And that's what you do. You, you muster up as much courage as you can. You take whatever that message is, whatever your genius, whatever your talent is, and you take it through the naysayers, the imposter syndrome, all of the fear, and you step into it. And that's where you find success. And that's where the money shows up for you then too, because you have your messages clear you're standing for something and you're bringing it to the world because you're gotten over the why me and you're saying, why not me? That's so cool. I just, and again, in my head, this is overcoming so many misconceptions that people have about it has to be this hard process. It has to be, I have to grind my face off and I have to, I have to be, I have to look a certain way. I have to be a certain way. I have to. And it's just like, no, what are you about? That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. It's all about people. And it's all about connecting. For me, it's all about connecting on a very like heart level. Yeah, the, there is that, that one line there that people say, like your mess is in your message. Like your mess is your message. Be freaking messy. Guess what? People love it because you're being real and vulnerable. Like I'm not a millennial, but one thing that I, I wish I was sometimes, but one thing that I really admire about millennials is that vulnerable, that vulnerability that they have and the unbashing or, you know, they're not embarrassed about it. They're not anxious about it. Like they're like, this is me and these are my reels and these, this is my TikTok and this is my whatever. And if you like it, great. If you don't, okay. But I'm going to share my depression. I'm going to share my anxiety i'm going to share my garlic recipe like whatever it is um i think that i've learned a lot from from people being able to do that and and showing me that it's okay and then i can follow suit there's just a bunch in my head so that's why i'm kind of like looking over wistfully Hmm, there's uh, i'm not even sure where to go with it next because it's so (laughs) it's so succinct you know what i mean it's so like Again, this doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just be you and learn to live, learn to not learn to live with it, but like learn to love that. 
for, for me, it's hard to share it all the time. It really is. Like I have to say, I um, was on Dr. Oz. I was on one of the Dr. Oz bloggers. It was doing really well. And I definitely got scared. It was like, wait a minute. I was at um, like a, it's called town center in my, in my town. It's, you know, where there's a lot of stores. And I was, I literally had a winter hat on my coat, like pulled up and this guy comes run, like a little running across the driveway. And he's like, Beth, Beth. And he's waving his hands. And I was like, uh, hi. He's like, oh my God, I love your videos. I was like, you what? <laughs> he's like, thank my friend Sasha was, was with me. So I held onto his arm. I was like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. He's like, I watched them all the, cause I used to do unboxing videos and cooking videos. Um, he's like, I love your videos. My kids and I watch them every day. Can, he, and he's like, can I take a picture with you? And I was like, literally like no makeup, my hat, scarf, like it's freezing outside. I was like, okay, it so freaked me out. Now I've been like, yes, it's amazing. But you know, 2000, like five, six years ago, I was freaked out. And I kind of took a step back from my business until I was able to like kind of muster myself together, be like, okay, it's okay to step into your light. Like that's okay for someone to be excited about your videos. That means he's spending time with his kids. That means they're doing something together. Um, he ended up watching the cooking videos. He's like, and then we make stuff together. And when I realized how just me putting out, like I was literally videoing me making dinner for my family and just doing it with the audience kind of thing. When I realized what difference I made in his life and that how he was now, I'm like, he's feeding his kids what I made. So not only am I, he's engaging with his kids, he's making dinner with them, he's playing with them, he's going to be closer with them, he's going to have that relationship with them. I was like, and I enabled that behavior for him. That's what I want to step into. But it took me a little while to get to that because it, it was like, wait a minute, people know who I am, who I don't know. Like that was a big thing for me. Um, and now I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, now I got used to it because I seen the effect that other people can have on your life when you're just open and honest. And, and I love that. And I love connecting that way. Um, and sometimes my friends are like, it's, it's like, take it down a notch. You don't need to tell everyone your life story. But, <laughs> um, but I see what it helps. And I see that the things that I've been able to overcome um, can really help other people. My family, unfortunately, had a lot of trauma in the last three years. Um, and I just started sharing a lot of that message. And I've gotten so many DMs and emails thanking me for sharing the story um, I wish I had shared it last year or two years ago um, because it would have helped me so much more. And the, the idea that I can help people with sharing my messy, awful story, that really excites me more than garlic right now. <laughs> well, do you think you were ready to share your message back then? No, I honestly wasn't. Um, I shared it for the first time in February and then I shared it again last month. It took me a little, now, now I'm, I'm through it. I've been sharing it a couple of times, but I was not ready and I hadn't given myself permission to be ready. But as soon as I gave myself that grace and that position, and that time that I could really like, it's okay to step back. It's okay to regroup, but let's get moving when you, when you're ready and not a timetable. Like it's okay to watch Netflix all day today. It's that's okay. Just don't do it for six days in a row. <laughs> There's a big difference. You know, you need to do it for three days in a row. And then, you know, get out and walk for three days or do something else for three days. That's great. Um, but giving yourself the grace and the opportunity to make that change for yourself is really important. I completely agree. And also, if you can find something to watch six days straight on Netflix, then please let me know what it is. because uh, It was West Wing. Ah, okay. <laughs> any, you know, any show that has 12 seasons, <laughs> you can watch. St. Elsewhere, that one was a good one, too. 
Mm. It was my favorite show growing up. I wish they, I don't think they have Facts of Life or um, Family Ties streaming, but I, I'm going to look it up tonight because those were my favorite growing up as well. I'm, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if they have it on like Peacock or something or whatever that new or one is. Land or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we are coming close to the end already. Oh, wow. I know. So I want to talk about how people find you. Where can, so like, you can, when, when are you ready for people to come to you for more help and how can they find you? I'm ready. Every, I, and I can't tell you how much I love helping people because I, the, when I can get, tell you, when I can tell you something I'm thinking and your face lights up and it gives you idea to move forward, that's it. That's like, that's my favorite place to be in the world. So um, you can find me, go to my website, bethnidick.com. On my website, you can download my free media workbook. It's not only for media, it's really a way, it's really for your business also, really to see where you are because I want to prepare you to get that publicity and then I want to show you the way to make it easy because this whole media thing is a lot easier than you think. So bethnidick.com, you can find me at bethnidickmedia on Instagram for publicity or bethnidick for cocktails and on Facebook, bethnidick. Fantastic. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you want to make sure people know about? Um, well, my cocktail book is called yeah. Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist. If you um, are interested in drinking your, all your favorite cocktails without the, fruit, without the sugars and just made with whole real fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices, I ask you, it is available on Amazon, but I do ask that if you have a local bookstore, please call them. They can order it for you um, because I really believe in supporting our local businesses and bookstores as they were a dying breed to begin with. We still need to save them. Well, wait, let's talk about this book. I love cocktails. I want to hear more about this. <laughs> so the cocktail book came out of like, literally I had a party. I was a cocktail as a bartender in college and I've never been, my body has never been one that can take a lot of sugar. So I used to make up my own cocktails without all the simple syrups and all that kind of stuff. I was having a party um, and my friends were like, these are cocktails are great. And I was standing in my kitchen going, people need to know about these cocktails. Cause I already had blue barn kitchen going. I was already doing, you know, all that kind of work. Um, I met my co-writer Tara Rossioli, who owns Highway to Well, um, at a bar at an event we went to. Um, three days later, we had coffee. Um, I, at the end of the coffee, I was like, "Okay, listen, I got this idea." I told her about my book idea, and she was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Really?" She go, "Let's do it." Within a year, um, I think that was I'm thinking like that was like winterish time, but the next winter, the book was coming out. And it was all about asking, like literally went on Facebook, who knows a book agent? We, we ultimately found our amazing book agent through a friend, um, but it was through support of our book agent, our publisher, other friends of ours in the business that um, we, really ha we really put an amazing book together, a great product together. It was fun having friends be tasters. I think that was their favorite part. <laughs> um, but the book came out and we, like you said, we were in everything from Oprah to Parade to you know, my town's paper. Wow. I think you are such an inspiration because you just, you want like, you just fucking go for it. And that's so, I think if you don't hear from people that are just like, I don't even know what I want to do, but I, you want me, like you've inspired me to do something. Uh. <laughs> I would be so happy. Please DM, please. I always ask whenever podcasts I'm on, you have a question, you want to have a comment, you want to say you hate me, you want to say you love me, whatever it is, please reach out because I do respond myself. 
Um, and I think it's really important for everyone to support our community because we all need to up level together. It's really, really, really hard to do it by yourself. So perfect. Such a perfect, perfect ending. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you. So happy to be with you. Hey guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week. On the next episode and they, they're not perfectly analogous. Like I, I want to make sure like uh, there's, because each one is sort of slightly different from other ones. And many of them like have five or six that are like, he's the God of war and the God of love and the God of thunder. And like, you, so you have to, you have to uh, make 